Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, guys, what a win for the Utah Jazz against the Milwaukee Bucks, a shorthanded Milwaukee Bucks. Let's talk about it. It's the Hoops Nerd Show. All right, guys, the Milwaukee Bucks tonight were missing three of their most important players. So this was a little bit of the the diet Bucks tonight. So for Jazz fans who are excited about it, definitely good thing to be excited about. You're playing against the MVP and Giannis uh, and a good team around him in, you know, different players that can hit shots and and definitely good role players. But the Bucks tonight were missing three of their best players. So I don't know all that much you can get out of this other than two things that the Milwaukee Bucks are really, really good. And the Jazz are good. How good the Jazz are, I think that's still question mark. Let's talk about the Bucks a little bit. Uh, when you talk about the Bucks, obviously the the main talking point is Giannis. Giannis is incredible. He was a monster tonight. Uh, let's see, Giannis tonight, 10 for 20, 50% from the field, uh, 25 points, 7 rebounds, 6 assists. Overall, Giannis looked really good. Uh, and and I believe that the Bucks were coming into this on the back end of a back-to-back just like the Jazz were. So you've got them playing, you know, uh, probably tired, although the Jazz were as well. But to, for Giannis to put this type of numbers, these types of numbers up, is unbelievable. The way I mean, Giannis is just really MVP candidate or top three MVP player every single season, if not the MVP right now. He's unbelievable. The way he moves, the the size, the combination of size, power, uh, skill, athleticism, uh, is unreal. It's unreal. And uh, you know, he even scores a lot of these things against like Rudy Gobert. And uh, Hassan Whiteside, who the Jazz brought in to just have that equal size for the bench that Rudy Gobert brings. And he still does these things. I think the Jazz gave him a little trouble tonight, but I think some of that is missing three of your best players. So the focus is on Giannis and he still puts up big time numbers. Uh, The thing with Giannis, and I don't know if he necessarily needs to worry about it too much. I thought it was actually interesting tonight. Uh, They they list the Nassus as the center. But Giannis, to me, kind of was playing that center role tonight. And I think when he's in that center role, he is just absolutely, it's insane. It's really unstoppable to me. And I, I, you know, the more the Bucs can do that and find situations to have him playing center, probably more something you see in the playoffs like they did last year in the playoffs here and there, you would see that happen. Uh, You know, and the thing is, though, is they've got like Brooke Lopez, they've got, uh, They've got, let's see, Bobby Portis, who had a monster finals and things like that. But there are times where I would like to see Giannis at center a little bit more with shooters around him. And I think that makes him absolutely bonkers. But, some, you know, the thing is, is with Giannis, maybe it doesn't even always matter, you know. But anyways, tonight it felt a little like that to me with Thanasis at center. It was a little bit of like two power forward centers playing together, and it made them really tough to guard. Uh, really the, the little Achilles heel for everyone out there. And it's the only way you can kind of guard Giannis is just hopefully get him into shooting threes, guard your other men. So he's not getting, he doesn't have open passes to corner three point shooters and things like that. And hopefully he can't make enough threes to beat you tonight. Giannis was three for 11 from the field. 
uh, for, from three, and it just wasn't enough to beat the Jazz. Uh, outside of Giannis, you still had some nice performances from different guys on the Bucks. Pat Connaughton was a guy in the playoffs that really showed that he can knock down shots. Uh, you know, Grayson Allen can hit threes. He's one of those guys, and we've talked about this before with the Bucks. but tonight he was five for 10 from three. That's pretty darn solid uh, from Grayson Allen. He's one of those guys that will other teams hate, other players hate. Jordan Clarkson screamed in his face at the end of the game with that bucket, uh, and it's because Grayson Allen gets on people's nerves, but he hits shots. But really, the story of this game for the Bucks is they did not have their three best players. I think, honestly, if they had them, this is a much different game, and we will see what happens. Um, that's all else. That's pretty much everything I got to say about the Bucks. They didn't have their best players, and it's hard to win when you don't have three of your best players. The Jazz would know about that. Uh, for the Jazz tonight, let's see. I got to switch over. Uh, Utah comes into this with uh, – they lost yesterday against the Chicago Bulls, and I know people mentioned it on the channel. Guess what? I wanted to talk about that game. I wanted to see that game. DirecTV failed me. I did not get to watch that. I'm going to have to wait a couple days. I will watch that in my free time sometime just to uh, just to get a chance to see what happened in that game. Tonight, the Jazz play Mike Conley, who did not play last night against the Chicago Bulls, and they needed him to win this game. Mike Conley was a monster. 20 points. He was 4 for 7 from 3, perfect from the line. Uh, 3 beat rebounds, 2 assists. Uh, the thing that Mike Conley does is he just brings that presence and he is a calming force. And when he has the ball in his hands, the Jazz are just, you know, they're just a different team. They ha they play with more, it's like more precision. The, the plays are better. They know what they're doing more. It's like having that big brother on your team that just lets you know what you need to do. Uh, and, and it really was the difference in this game. Obviously, the big time play from Donovan Mitchell at the end of this one is really what helped the Jazz over the top, and it kind of looked like vintage Donovan Mitchell, finally. Donovan hasn't quite found his step, but the last two games, it looks like he really might be kind of getting back into his groove. Uh, tonight, 10 for 18 from the field, 4 for 9 from 3. Monster numbers, honestly. Uh, four rebounds, two assists for Donovan Mitchell, 28 points. He was a plus 11 for the game. So Donovan Mitchell really, really kind of found his stride in this one. Obviously, it might be different if he's being guarded by, by Drew Holiday, and that's why that was kind of a disappointment to not get a chance to see how good the Jazz could do against the Bucks' best guys. Uh, but you'll take it. If Donovan can do this and you can find ways to attack weaknesses on other teams, then you do that, and that, that'd be great. Uh, you know who else needs, deserves a lot of credit? And he had a really nice night. It was Royce O'Neal. Royce O'Neal's defensive hands are unbelievable, guys. His ability to get that hand on the ball and slap it out. He had one where he ripped the ball out of Giannis's hands, and he had a later strip on one of the Bucks players that went and uh, he went down and scored on the other end. Uh, he's playing a lot more confident, Royce O'Neal. I really, really like it. He's just shooting the ball when he's open. Like, I think finally we've got Royce to the point where when you're open, just shoot the ball, Royce, you know? And that's what you want from him on offense is just 3 and D, pure 3 and D. That's it. And you know, the thing that's nice about Royce sometimes too, is that he really drives well. He's good in transition and there'll be time, like he'll do it once or twice a game. He'll have a line drive uh, during a half court set and he just buries it or scores it. He's got good touch. Like he's just a solid basketball player, but I just really like the confidence we're seeing from Royce O'Neal, just getting it and shooting it. No hesitation, no pump fake and stuff because we saw that really really hurt the Jazz a couple times during the playoffs, and I wonder if he learned from that. Uh, let's see. 
Joe Ingles had a quiet night tonight, although that's probably because he almost, I think he led the team in minutes or was close to last game. Uh, it's something that's a little scary to me. This is, I mean, Quinn's going to Quinn no matter what. And, you know, he just leans on Joe Ingles no matter what. And tonight, Joe Ingles did just, you know, Joe Ingles took one shot tonight and made it. It was a three-pointer, which is kind of interesting. And that was in 22 minutes. Uh, so five points for Joe because he got some points at the line and a plus 12. So he plays nicely, but you just got to wonder if Joe Ingles playing on the back end of a back-to-back like that and playing this amount of minutes makes me nervous, guys, because this is the thing that the Jazz need to do is they need to be healthy for the playoffs and you want to go into the playoffs 100%. And we're already seeing Joe Ingles getting leaned on by Quinn Snyder a lot. And Joe needs to rest. Like, I don't know if Joe Ingles should have played this game, to be honest. Uh, the nice thing is we saw Jared Butler come in and Quinn Snyder played him for three minutes. And I tell you what, it's not good enough. Quinn Snyder has got to figure out a way to keep him on the floor and just trust his guys. You know, it would be nice if Quinn Snyder trusted their guys because guess what? I don't think anyone, anyone in the comments can, can, you know, no one's arguing that at this moment, Joe Ingles is a better player than Jared Butler. There's no question. No one questions that. Joe Ingles is a great ball player. But Joe Ingles was getting gassed tonight. And it does not do any good to win these games, especially against a Bucks team who is missing three of their starters, and then have Joe Ingles be completely worn out come playoff time. This is the stuff you've got to worry about. This is the, these are the games, you know, they rest Mike Conley against the Chicago Bulls, uh, planning for the back-to-back, back, the back-to-back that they played. And then they find out against the Bucks that three of their starters aren't playing. And still Jared Butler only gets three minutes. And guess, guess what? I don't even think anyone argue he was all that great tonight, Jared Butler, but it's three minutes. It's three minutes. How is he going to figure it out? We've seen this story so many times before. It's frustrating. This, this is what's going to kill the Jazz in the playoffs, guys. This is the thing that's going to drive me insane. And if I was a Jazz front office person, it would drive me nuts. Joe Ingles taking one shot in 22 minutes. Five points. And Jared Butler is right there. Three minutes. Three minutes. It's the same thing we do every season. And it's got the Jazz have all this depth. If anything, the Jazz right now have a problem with having too many players. Can you tell? I didn't talk yesterday. I got too many things on my mind. But the Jazz played tonight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten players. And really, they've got another guy coming in Rudy Gay. They have 11 players. There is not a situation that Quinn Snyder should not be able to figure out how to rest Joe Ingles on a night like this when the Jazz are playing against team without three of their starters. It's great that the Jazz won tonight, but this is one of 82 games. The games that matter are months away, and the Jazz have to be ready for it. You have to get Jared Butler ready. You have to. Because guess what? The Jazz have 11 rotation players right now. 11. Because you have Eric Paschal playing big-time minutes. Again, Eric Paschal tonight, two for six. He was a plus four. He had four rebounds and... Uh, five points, but he played big minutes. He plays hard. He plays tough. He had that big dunk on Giannis. He makes defensive stops. I know last night, and I haven't seen it, 
But from what I've heard, he didn't have the best defensive night last night. But overall, I've been really impressed with Eric Pascal's energy. He needs more minutes, Quinn Snyder. You need to get Jared Butler on the floor, and you've got to figure out how to rest these guys. If we're resting Mike Conley, that's great. But if it's game six against the Clippers and we're leaning on Joe Ingles for 36 minutes and he goes 0 for 8 because he played 22 minutes against the Milwaukee Bucks in game five of the regular season, the Jazz aren't going to the finals, all right? That's got to change. This has to change. I am so tired of seeing this same story. The Jazz, do we really think that Jared Butler minutes would have been all that much different than Joe Ingles, who took one shot. One shot. I'm sorry. And especially when you have uh, Jared Butler going out there making a block shot. And guess what? If, if he didn't set up things exactly perfectly, I get it. That's fine. But that's called development. How are you going to figure this out? We all saw the potential in preseason and summer league or well we didn't play in summer league but we all saw the potential in preseason it was impressive he can do it but he has to be allowed to figure it out if you're only getting played in 90 second stretches or three minutes and it's 180 seconds that's the only amount of time you get on the floor you're not going to figure it out you're not going to figure it out I don't care who you are, and we've seen this. I don't care who it is. Elijah Hughes last year, uh, Matt Thomas getting mi minutes mysteriously over like an Elijah Hughes or Mieoni, who, by the way, did not play tonight as well. Mieoni, I, I, he might have been on the injury report, so we can't probably talk about that. But there's another guy that's 12 rotation players. This Jazz team has to play their rotation guys, the end of the bench guys, because I personally am sick and tired of seeing Joe Ingles gassed in the playoffs. You know? And by the way, put the ball in Donovan and Mike Conley's hands. There are too many possessions with too many ball handlers on the floor. Tonight we have to talk a little bit about uh, Jordan Clarkson. 6 for 17 from the field. Last game, 5 for 19 from the field. He can't seem to be pulled off the floor by Quinn Snyder. He can't seem to miss en enough buckets for Quinn Snyder to pull him off the floor, which makes me wonder that if Jordan Clarkson was a Quinn Snyder uh, demand to bring to the team is, makes, is what I think, because we know that Shelvin Mack back in the day was a Quinn Snyder guy that he wanted to bring over. And guess who got minutes no matter what? And the same thing goes with Jordan Clarkson. But guess what? 5 for 19 yesterday, 6 for 17 today. And it, didn't mean, it doesn't mean that Jordan Clarkson was terrible today. I thought he had his moments that were really nice. I liked the fire. I liked the tech. I liked screaming in uh, Grayson Allen's face. But he's shooting 6 for 17. And that is part of the reason that this game was even close, guys. Part of the reason it was even close. Two steals, which is nice. Two rebounds and an assist. But... 6 for 17 from the field, 0 for 7 from 3. And yet Jared Butler plays 3 minutes. And you're telling me it would have been that much more uh, horrible to have Jared Butler on the floor? Are you serious? I'm at a loss. I don't understand. I really don't. I really don't know how we can watch Jordan Clarkson shoot 5 for 19 against the Bulls. I don't know how we can have Jordan Clarkson shoot 6 for 17 against the Bucks. And these are against the big boys. The, the Bulls are good, all right? We already know that now. The Bulls are good. They're the big boys now. The Milwaukee Bucks are the champs. They're good. They're the big boys. And the shot wasn't falling. 
So I don't want to hear that Jared Butler wasn't playing perfectly. All right? Because I like what I saw, you know, was it perfect? No. Was it terrible? No. You know? You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. My goodness, it drives me nuts, guys. I'm on one tonight, but I just, when I see three minutes, it starts to trigger me. It really starts to trigger me, especially when I see Joe Ingles going one for one. That's a red flag. That's a red flag. That's telling me Joe Ingles going to get gassed, going to get gassed. And that is worst case scenario. We heard it from Justin Zanuck to start this year that the biggest thing for this team was health, health. And when we're going to game six of the playoffs against whoever if it's a game seven and you are leaning on Joe Ingles and Boyan Bogdanovich for 36 to 40 minutes in a game deciding, uh, a series deciding game, and you have them just completely worn out, you will look back to like the game six of the regular season when Joe Ingles was playing too many minutes to beat the Bucs who didn't have three of their starters. Play Jared Butler. All right? Play him. And I don't want to hear that Rudy Gay is going to save the season. Maybe, but Joe, I, I just don't, I have no clue what's going to happen. Basically, what's going to happen is Eric Paschal, we're not going to see him anymore. Thanks for all the hard work on defense, Eric Paschal. Thanks for providing toughness and defense, passing the ball, having a net rating that's one of the best on the team. Toodaloo, because we wanted Rudy Gay. And that's fine. I like Rudy Gay, and I think it'll be really nice. But this team needs to find a way to rest players. Someone on this Jazz organization needs to go have a talk with Joe Ingles and say, we're going to sit you because the coach won't. And we want you in the playoffs. I want to win the playoffs. And a healthy, uh, not dis completely exhausted Joe Ingles is what's going to help the Jazz win the playoffs. All right? This, <laughs> I'm on one. It's a nice win for the Jazz, but these are some red flags I'm seeing that are driving me crazy driving me crazy give jared butler some minutes it does two there are no downsides i mean if like guess what if you lose a couple games big deal big deal if the jazz lost this game tonight would it have sucked yes because i like the jazz to win but you know what in the long run would it have mattered no why because the jazz got the number one seed last year and their big big reward was the worst pick in the draft and a second round exit. And their team was just completely exhausted. That's not what I want. I want the Jazz to go in the playoffs healthy, 
refreshed and not exhausted because we ran our players into the ground when Jared Butler and Eric Paschal and Mie Oni and guys like that are perfectly capable of playing backup minutes to rest someone like Joe Ingles. Joe Ingles is a key part of this team. Until they trade him, Joe Ingles is essential to the Jazz going to the finals. Uh, Joshua Hansen, the Danish destroyer. Holy smokes, Joshua. Thank you. $20. I appreciate it. Guess what, Joshua? I would send you in there. Give Joe Ingles some rest. Let Joshua go in and destroy some people. Or maybe get dunked on by Giannis. Whichever would happen first. But I would send you in, Joe Joshua. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I'm, I'm mad, guys. I knew this would happen, and I'm frustrated. Joe Ingles should not have played tonight. He should not have played tonight. And guess what? Anyone can go, anyone who's, you know, one of the tryhards, one of the people that's reporting on the team and talking to the coach and has to ask the coach questions, I get it. I get it. It's not fun to interview one of these guys after you say something that they hear that they don't like. You know, I'm sorry that it's annoying to Quinn Snyder to be asked about Jared Butler. But guess what? Jared Butler needs to be on the floor, and Quinn Snyder, if he wants to win a championship, needs to get him on the floor to rest these other guys. By the way... Let's just take a look at the Jazz roster right now. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, uh, plus Jer Rudy Gay and Mieoni. 11, 12. Like 12 rotation players on this, this Jazz team. 12 guys that can legitimately play. Probably more like 11. If you don't really trust Mieoni, I do. But Quinn Snyder doesn't. 11 guys. There is no way in the world that amount of guys is going to to be playing in the playoffs. There's just no way, especially when you go go look at game six, Quinn Snyder played seven guys. He didn't play any of the extra. He didn't play Mione, didn't play anyone. Played seven guys. If that's what Quinn Snyder's going to do, and if, that's, if the Jazz Org believes in him, and I believe that Quinn Snyder is a good coach, I actually personally also believe that, if he's not going to play these low-end bench guys to rest someone like Joe Ingles, then this Jazz organization has to make a trade. They have to make a trade. If Quinn Snyder has already picked who is going to be on the floor no matter what, then you've got to make a trade. You've got to clear space. If that means you're you're wanting to get Jared Butler on the floor instead of uh, Jordan Clarkson because Quinn Snyder won't stop playing him even when he's missing shots, then you got to make a trade. By the way, can you consolidate somehow? You know, the Boyan Bogdanovich fans and guys, when Boyan Bogdanovich is hitting shots, it's great. But tonight he was one for five from three again. That's 20% from three and he was three for nine from the field. And I'm just going to look this up uh, for the season. Oh, come on. Let's pull this up. For the season, Boyan Bogdanovich. Uh, come on, NBA.com. For the season, Boyan Bogdanovich is shooting 30% from three. At some point, the you've got to stop getting over the idea of a player and actually look at what the player actually is. Boyan has not been able to guard anyone this year. He just hasn't. And every time he's on the floor, they're getting attacked. Com he's getting attacked completely isolated and like you know it reminds me i had this one relationship in college there was this girl i that i knew that was friends with roommates and stuff and that i thought oh it'd be really nice to date this girl the idea of dating that girl was better than actually dating her because when you were actually dating her she was really mean to me and not very nice and made fun of me and we constantly fought all the time and it was terrible and i was with that person for too long you know 
Sometimes the idea of something is better than what it actually is. When you take a step back and say, what am I actually getting from this? What am I actually receiving for this player that's getting, let's see, tonight, Boyan Bogdanovich plays 31 minutes. He scores 14 points, but he does it at the free throw line while shooting three for nine from the field and one for five from three. So that's an efficient night for Boyan, 14 points on nine shots. But when you consider the defense that is just absolutely falling off cliff, it's basically if he's not hitting those threes, you're not getting a lot. You know, you need that three point shot to be there. And for the season, 30% is not good enough. It's just not. And so if you're a jazz team that needs to find ways to get rest to players or at least find a rotation that you know will be healthy in the playoffs or good to go, I don't know what the answer is, but you've got to consolidate because the Jazz have too many players at this point. They know that they have good players in Eric Paschal, in Jared Butler, uh, Mieoni. These types of guys are just going to be sitting on the bench. And come playoff time, they're going to be sitting on the bench. And players sitting on the bench don't do a lot for you to win a championship. You want guys that can get the title. Can you go out there and consolidate two players like that for a guy? And I'm not saying like a superstar, but is there a way you can give like Jordan Clarkson and Boyan Bogdanovich to the Kings for Harrison Barnes? And if you give them picks, maybe you can make that happen. Is there something like that you can do and give them even more guys? I don't know. You know, and Harrison Barnes playing is like, like crazy right now. Or Larry Nance or something like that. And I don't even know if Larry Nance is starting for the... the 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 trailblazers right now but anyways these are the things you've got to figure out because right now it's not working they've got to figure out a way to consolidate these players or get the coach to start playing jared butler and stop playing joe ingles too many minutes it drives me crazy guys it drives me nuts i want to win a championship i bet you guys do too but we're not going to win if if Boyan is destroyed and, and guarding whoever and joe ingles is exhausted because we've seen that story we saw what happened against the Denver Nuggets in the bubble when we had Joe Ingles exhausted guarding Jamal Murray. We saw that. We saw what happened. We saw what happened last year against the, the, the Clippers when the Jazz were up 25 at halftime and then ended up playing only seven guys and were relying on Joe Ingles and Boyan Bogdanovich to play defense for 40 minutes. We saw what happened. It didn't work out very well. All right? It just didn't. So the Jazz need to figure something out. They've got to figure out some sort of, of, of situation here where they're getting more minutes because three minutes for, for Jared Butler pisses me off. That's stupid. That's just a waste of time. What that tells me is this is the same stuff we were seeing last year where a front office is saying, play this guy, and a coach is saying no. And... I'm not going to lie. Like, yes, we can argue about what caused the Jazz to lose last season with their, you know, against the Clippers and, and injuries and Mike Conley being hurt and Donovan Mitchell being hurt definitely was a major part of that. But another part of that was that no other players on the team could be counted on to come into the game because they never got any play during the season and the coach didn't trust him at all. At all. Ah! Joshua, thanks you. thank you again, Josh. I really appreciate that. You're freaking awesome. Uh, that donation is amazing. I really appreciate it. Guys, if you haven't already, like and subscribe to the channel. I'm pumped. I enjoy the win, even though it seems like I'm mad. It was a nice win for the Jazz, but it was against a team that wasn't playing three of their best players, and the Jazz were full strength, and it took everything they had to keep that lead. So I would like to see some things from the Jazz to make sure they figure this out, but 
we're still seeing some of these Achilles heels show up and it's there's red flag stuff going on. This felt like this was happening last year where you played these good teams and they were resting their best players and the Jazz were kind of getting lucky with these uh, matchups where other teams were like last year they were missing guys because of COVID this year. They just had guys sit because of a back in the back to back. You might be a little lucky tonight. Honestly, I don't know if the jazz, the way they played tonight beat this bucks team, if they're at full strength, I, I don't know. That's why it was disappointing. Not to see drew holiday. Uh, it's disappointing. <laughs> Furby jr. You mad at Q means the jazz won. <laughs> yeah. Probably. When am I not mad at Q? When am I not mad at him? I get it. I'm kind of over the top. Uh, let's see. John Proctor, Trent Forrest, or Jared Butler? I wish the Jazz had kept Emmanuel Moody. No. I would much rather, rather have both of those players than Emmanuel, my friend John. Much rather have... Uh, Emmanuel Moody was just not a good defender, and he didn't make others better. And he wasn't a very good player. I'm going to be honest. That's a re There's a reason why he's in China and not in the NBA anymore. Uh, let's see. Let's see, Furby Jr., Milwaukee only had eight free throws. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome from the Jazz defense to not foul like that. Let's see. I think it's even less than that, my friend Furby. Uh, free throws, six free throws. Unless uh, unless this is – that's pretty crazy. That's great defense for the Jazz. Uh, I mean, you do got to give credit for the Jazz. They did find a way to win this game against a good Bucks team and the MVP in Giannis, who's unreal. I mean, that mid-range jump shot for him is just butter right now. He's unbelievable. I really think Giannis has just got to get rid of that three-point shot. Just just do the mid-range. Just find a way to get your spots in the mid-range and take it. That's what Jordan used to do. Why can't Giannis? Giannis is unreal. Uh, he's unbelievable. Uh, let's see. Joshua Hansen, a 20 always makes me happy when I'm mad. <laughs> well, thank you. I, guess what, guys? I dressed up for Halloween. I dressed up as Frankenstein. I was in all green face paint, green head thing. And I was even going to come on the show all green. And then I forgot that I'm in front of a green screen. So I would have been in the invisible man for this show. So it didn't work out. Uh, but like I said, guys, make sure you like and subscribe to the channel. Hit the bell so that you know when we go live. I would appreciate it. Let's give a shout out to our all-stars. These are the guys that make it. Let's give a shout out first to baby Elliot Matson, Joshua Hansen, the Danish Destroyer, Kelsey Hamer, the Hammer, and one Anton Warren, Ezekiel Ricebe, the, the man from Down Under. JT Buckets Wardell, Austin R. Grant, Editor Extraordinaire, Eric C. The C stands for Champion. Donald Schooley, School and All of Us, DW to CB, Darren Williams to Carlos Boozer, Jorge Arrizaga, Mi Amigo de Abajo, Lee Christensen, Drive in the Lane, Justin Time, Justin Ty H, Patrick Akubo, The Connoisseur, Robert Hall of Fame, and DW, Jazz going all the way. Uh, guys, it's been a great season for the Jazz so far, and I hope you subscribe. I hope you tell your friends. If you're on the SLC Dunk podcast, make sure that you give us a rating and review. Five stars. I appreciate it. This SLC Dunk podcast has changed a lot, but I think these are fun, these post games. And I don't know. It's pretty fun to do. Anyways, guys, I appreciate all the hoops nerds in the, in the chat. I'm going to try to create that next channel, too. I've got some fun ideas. The problem with these things is always time in the day. Time in the day. All right, guys. Anyways, you all are awesome. Remember, don't make a decision out of fear. All right, I'll talk to you next time.